What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Hope you're having a fantastic day so far. Hope you're having a great start to the week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the 40th episode of the Footballer's Journey podcast. Today, I got a special guest on. He was actually the first guest on the Footballer's Journey podcast. I think it was about two years ago when he was playing for Nishopping Bisarna in the third tier, Division One of Swedish soccer. Now, as you'll hear, he's playing for one of the biggest clubs in Sweden who used to play in the Alsvenskan, won the Swedish league about four times, called Halmstad BK. This is one of my best friends. His name is Samuel Kroon. And you guys will hear clearly in the episode how much he deserves to be where he's at and how far he's come. He's one of the most disciplined and professional individuals I've ever seen. Uh, and I'm so glad to see his progress and his process throughout his career. And I can't wait to see the rest of his progress getting to the top levels of professional football. Please enjoy the episode. Yo. Yo, what's up, brother? What's up, bro? I'm just good. How are you? Chillin', man, chillin'. Good to have you back on the podcast, the 40th episode, man. I remember we had you on episode one. Yeah, I remember it too. I'm glad to be back, bro. Of course, man. A lot has changed since then, huh? Very much, very much for both of us. For sure, bro. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, for the people who don't know the man, I know they've, I'm sure they've heard on the Instagram stories all over about the man, but for the people who don't know the famous, if you can just uh, introduce yourself, you know, your name, how old you are, where you're originally from, where you're currently playing, uh, your position. And then uh, we're just going to ask you a little bit about your journey of signing your prof- first professional contract. And uh, yeah, we'll just move on from there. All right. Uh, yeah, for those who don't know me, I'm Kr. Uh, <laughs> no, my real name is Samuel Kroon, and I'm uh, 23 years old. Uh, originally from Barkeby, a little bit uh, outside of Stockholm. Uh, the hood of Stockholm? <laughs> yeah, one of them now. Now it's uh, calm over there, but I'm, I'm sure they heard about the real hoods out in Stockholm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I play as a winger, and uh, uh, right now I play in Halmstad BK in the Swedish uh, Superette on the, the second tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm, I just signed. Cool, man. Cool. Uh, big congrats on that. And, uh, you know, being a good friend, I really have seen your growth. And uh, like we'll talk about in, when we get to the, you know, m- middle part of the how important discipline has played a role and, and just following a routine uh, has played a role in your success. Uh, I'm grateful to have seen the growth over time, man. I appreciate that, bro. Thank you very much. Uh, but if, we, if you can just... Um, Tell us, you know, a little bit of the behind the scenes um, when you when you signed your first professional contract. Uh, how did it go? How did how did you go about it? Uh, when you signed, how old you were? Where you signed? Uh, like uh, I played uh, four years before I signed here in Division One in the Swedish mm-hmm. third tier, and uh, you see that as like semi professional. Uh, and for the ones who listened to the first podcast, uh, they know that I had like a part-time job beside. 
and uh, you, you don't make so much money in the in the third tier so most of the people they work or study on the side so that's what i've been doing now for for four years i signed uh, with nisha pink four years ago in douche one and uh, since then i've been like working and uh, studying a little bit beside of the football uh, and now this year uh, very recently i just signed like my first like real professional contract where I can be full-time football player uh, in Halmstad in the second tier. Mm-hmm. Sounds good, man. Yeah, so I think it'll be a very good comparative for people to listen to and hear. Um, I think we'll first touch on, you know, kind of a day in the life at Halmstad and then we'll compare it a little bit to knee shopping yeah. to give players an insight um, on how like the leagues differentiate and how they're different. Um, just to give them some extra motivation and uh, to key them in on on what really goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, that sounds good. That would be very interesting for for everyone to to hear, I think, because like I I slowly like go and develop myself, and 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 I, I always try to like play as as good and as high as possible. So. So I'm sure, like a day in in uh, in my life here in Hamstead is, is very very nice now. So I hope it can motivate like people uh, to to keep on training and keep on being disciplined to 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 reach a a decent level and go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And also, I think we'll constantly reemphasize and and show people. And I remember when you were in Israel telling my roommates, uh, they're both young guys, that you know they see you know the big. Uh, they see that you're playing for a big club now and, um, you know, they asked you about how things were going. And I remember you kept telling them that it's not easy. It takes a lot of time. Uh, and I always kept told them, you know, when you weren't around and when you were around that, you know, you put in a lot of work behind the scenes, uh, were very disciplined in what you always did and always, you know, professional in a way that you approach the game. Um, and like you said, it took you, you know, four or five years to secure, um, that contract, you know? Yeah. Like, like you say, it's, it's, it's very tough. Like, especially me, like, uh, I've always been like talented, but not like super talented. And also, uh, I was very like late in my, in my, like how I grew. I was a very, very small and very tiny as a kid. So I didn't really like got the chance early so I had to to work really hard uh, and I've been like working myself up uh, in the Swedish system from like division three which is the fifth tier to division one which is the third tier and now to Subretna which is you can say it's it's professional level so so like and like you said uh, I've been very disciplined uh, for example when I played in lower leagues I trained a lot on my on myself but not only a lot but smart and i mm-hmm. i try to learn as much as possible so i could perform as good as possible and and yeah i i i, I take some tips from everywhere and and very much from you uh, you've been like a, a big part in in my growth in that way and i'm i'm very honest about that because <clears throat> like especially with the like everything outside of football with the nutrition and with the with the sleep and with the mindset and and everything is very very important in whatever you do in life like it's it's not only football it's it's so much mm-hmm. around it 
and that's mm-hmm. and that's really what I've learned, especially these last two three years, how important mm-hmm. it is with with everything. So for sure, no, and I and I'm grateful to be a part of it. And what I can also tell the audience, and I've told you before, and what I'm very impressed uh, all the time is that um, even when you're at knee shopping. Uh, it's a good club. They play good football, and it's a good standard. But it's not. Uh, it's not like player. All players are full time players, so you can get stuck in that mindset of other players who are. You know, they act like they're good. They're good players. They have the talent. They have the ability, but they don't put in that extra work um, to actually develop and get to a club like Halmstad, a legendary club. But one thing that you always did that stood out to me, uh, and I think this stands out to other players who are professional themselves and other coaches who are very serious about the game and respect um, serious guys who are passionate and really love the game. I mean, you always acted like you were at a big club. Even if you were were at knee shopping, we don't consider it a big club. You acted like you were at one of those big clubs. And I always try to reiterate that to people that no matter where you are, you can always create yourself a professional environment, you know? Yeah, that's very, very true. Like, and I always like, you can, maybe that extra, like, training will not get you, like, so much better. Just that one extra training. But if you, like, put them all together, it's a, it's, it's a lot. Like, for example, exactly. if, you do, if you do one extra training per week, it's so many extra trainings per year. Absolutely. And a football career is maybe, hopefully, within 15, yeah, around maybe 15 years. And if you do only one extra training per week for 15 years, that's so much extra if you Absolutely. see it that way. And, and people are so stressed and, mm-hmm. and they want to, to get up so quick. But yep. uh, I think one very important thing is to like take it day by day. And, yep. and like, like you say always, like, like do the best of the day and big things will come. Uh, Absolutely. So it, uh, it's, it's, it's just as that. Yeah, no, that's a key point, and that's one thing I really learned from from Sweden. Uh, You know, I remember when I first came into knee shopping when I was in Germany, I was training six, seven hours a day, and I remember, you know, the coach at knee shopping pulled me in and said, you know, we got to focus on your workload uh, and really start to work smart instead of hard. And, um, you know, I went back that night, and I was, like, kind of not pissed, but I was like, what is he saying, you know, because I come from America. I always want to work hard. But uh, eventually I really did learn, like you just said right there, that putting in, you know, the extra 15, 20 minutes a day every day is really what adds up in the future. Like you said, you know, putting in 15, 20 minutes per day, six days a week adds up to an extra 120 minutes. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Absolutely, man. And And that's like two training sessions. Yeah, it's so much. And and then and it's the same with everything. It's with nutrition, with sleep and mm-hmm. with everything. Like like you can eat McDonald's the day before mm-hmm. a game and maybe you will play very, very good. But mm-hmm. it will not in the long term like it will not be good. That's that it's a key. Like uh, like if you eat uh, something unhealthy once a week, after ten years that's a lot of unhealthy food. Mm-hmm. But if you mm-hmm. cut it, it's no unhealthy food. So, like, you need to people need to see like more far, far ahead. They need to take like every day, uh, day by day, and make uh, the best out of it. And then good things will come. Like, 
like maybe it takes five years, maybe it takes 10 years, but mm -hmm. if you do everything's right, uh, most probably it will come sooner of or course. later. And even like we were talking about ju just before, you know, we'll share with the listeners, not the details, but we were talking about women and relationships, you know, <laughs> everyone wants to, you know, everyone wants to, wants to put on a show for people, for the outside to see, you know, like, uh, and I think this occurs really, and, and I think you could agree with me, it really occurs a lot in football. Like, you know, you post a picture here, you're at this club. And it's not as good as where you want to be. So you don't want to show it and you get embarrassed instead of, yeah. like you said, focusing on being the best player at that club, being the best player at that training every single day. That's what will get you to, to big clubs. Yeah. It's so much, so many people, they, they just want things to look good all the time. Uh, and they maybe know what's right for them, but they don't know. They don't do what's right because it doesn't look as good. Mm -hmm. uh, and Absolutely. I think like especially when I was younger it was more common that for example some young players they played in, in youth teams in AIK and these really mm -hmm. big clubs mm -hmm. and uh, and some other players maybe played in lower league clubs but played maybe with grown-ups and, and took that way mm -hmm. and uh, the players that played in the academy teams they, they thought oh it looks so good I played in the mm -hmm. academy team but maybe that wasn't the best step for them Course. And then course. Uh, when they couldn't make it to the first team, they didn't want to like go to smaller clubs because they were too proud. And that's when the, the career fucked up. So I think people need to be less proud and mm -hmm. do what's best for them and take it step by step and like focus on the long-term goal instead of just focus on Instagram and, and mm -hmm. focus on like what people will think about you right now. You know? Of course. Of course. And like we always talk about, first of all, what I hear in that is, first of all, everyone has their own path. Everyone takes their own path. And second of all, the most important thing is being happy inside. Um, like as long as you can be, look in the mirror and you're happy with what you're doing from the inside, that's what really matters. That interior happiness, not the exterior happiness, showing people you have this, showing people you have that, because that, that's just insecurity. Um, and what I also wanted to point to, I think you, you keyed it in ni nicely there. I remember you said to me, um, I think you were talking, you were talking about a couple of guys who, you know, were playing in AIK when they were youth and, uh, you know, thinking they're big shots and they st stopped playing the game early. Um, and I think that that's very interesting as well. And even like you said in the beginning, like, oh yeah, you weren't the, the biggest guy. Uh, but I think, I think like. Um, accepting the cards that you were dealt and, and making yourself like using that to the best of your ability. That's what really makes you the player makes you unique. Because for example, maybe if you were, a, when you were younger, you were this big guy, this and that, and you used your power, maybe you wouldn't have developed your technique. You know, you're cutting into the left foot, you're cutting with the right foot and maybe you wouldn't have developed that. And then people would have caught up. So I think instead of like saying, oh, why me? Why am I small? Maybe I think it's, it's best to key in on the strengths of your game and really develop that. Yeah. Because eventually that, you're, that's going to catch up when you grow. For sure. That's a very good point. Like for, for all of those young kids out there that, that's maybe not so accepted in the, in the football world that maybe it's not playing for national teams or, or like big teams in young age. Uh, just just keep playing and keep developing like you say on, on your strengths and then 
when you grow uh, as a person and get muscles getting faster getting stronger you you will you will uh, you will you will be catching up on these big guys because like you said they they are not working on their like qualities as much because they have it easy uh, so for all of those that have like a tough time in maybe the age between 13 and 17 just just keep on playing and 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 like be patient be focused and disciplined and and good things will come i'm sure yeah man absolutely and like you just said i think being grateful for not having it easy it's hard in the present moment but if you just take it in and accept it and you just work every single day like we just talked about and you're consistent with it over time you're going to overcome those obstacles and you're going to be thankful in the future for having those obstacles because like you said i've seen it many times i'm sure you have there's a lot of players who get their asses wiped uh, and they don't work hard and they stay complacent. They don't work and they sit on their laurels. They sit at home and they don't do the extra work because, you know, they think they don't have to. And eventually it catches up to them. Yeah. So yeah, that's so true. Yeah, man. I mean, great tangent there. But uh, yeah, man, if we could just uh, if you could take us through a typical day in the life in season at Halmstad. Uh, you know, it, it'd be great for sure. I would love to. It's it's a very very professional environment. Uh, we uh, I'm gonna get through uh, like a, now we're in preseason, so I'm gonna get mm-hmm. uh, us through like a normal week in preseason. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we train nine times per week, so it's very mm-hmm. tough now in preseason, and we a lot of load and we focus a lot about uh, strength and uh, conditioning uh, to get fit. Uh, to season so what we are doing basically a normal week is we we meet up every day at 8 latest 8 30 for breakfast so we eat uh, at the restaurant in the arena and then we go and have like a tactical meeting uh, for for the day uh, where we go through uh, maybe some things we're going to work on in the training for the day uh, and yeah, tactics, and we go through some some basic stuff and and what we're gonna do this week and what we wanna work on, and then we go to the to dress, and then we go to the gym for activation, and that's very important. That's key to activate your body before you're going out to the pitch, so you are prepared, so you 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 minimize the risk of of getting an injury. Mm-hmm. So, so what time gym. is the activation usually? It's like nine thirty, I would say normally. Mm-hmm. And what type and of movements are you are you incorporating uh, into that? Is it individual based, or does does the physio run you through it? Uh, the physio are there, and he, he's he's a very good physio, one of the best in in Scandinavia, and he he runs us through, like he has some basic movements that we're doing, for example, a lot of uh, mobility and a lot of balance, but mm-hmm. then also he individualizes a little bit. For example, me, I'm a little bit stiff in my hips, so then we do some special movements for that and he, he can he can help me with it so so it's it's basically the same for everyone but if you want to work on something extra you do that uh, but it's a lot of mobility a lot of balance and just just get your body going mm-hmm. and your and your like nervous system for sure uh, and when we do that that takes maybe 15 minutes then we go by car right now to a turf arena because the grass we have three grass pitches at the arena that we train on normally beside the, the big uh, the big field. But mm-hmm. right now, the, the weather in Sweden is too bad. So we, we play on turf 
and mm-hmm. train on turf. And that pitch is maybe five minutes away from the arena with car. So we go with car and then we, we train for approximately one and a half hours normally. And in our trainings, we do a lot of, a lot of like technique, a lot of possession, a lot of passing drills, a lot of agility drills. And then right now we focus a lot about uh, with one we ones very intense trainings, three we mm-hmm. three, uh, because they, they want to put a lot of load on us. And then sometimes after practice, we, we run on the field as well. Mm-hmm. And then we come back to the arena, we undress, we shower. So how long is we the go. training usually? Uh, um, around one and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different from, from day to day and depending on what we want to do. Uh, mm-hmm. But approximately one and a half hours. And then we come back, we, we, we shower, we dress, we go for lunch. And then we come back, latest 1.45, and we have session 2, uh, 2.30. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it's an extra football training. And then often if we do two uh, football trainings, the second one is a little bit easier and, and we focus more up on our tactics and, and stuff like that. But also uh, a lot of times we have a gym, gym session as our second session. So so we go and, and do it in, in our gym, in the arena and uh, Sometimes we do legs and sometimes we incorporate uh, uh, some core when we do the upper. So we do either legs or core and upper. And mm-hmm. today we had uh, legs, for example, and, and we do do very intense. Now we focus on strength. So we do very heavy and, and explosive uh, movements. So mm-hmm. we do some heavy exercises with a lot of weight. And then we, we do some explosive moves like in between so Mm -hmm. you want to you want to like you you can't only do heavy weights Mm -hmm. because then you will get slow and you will Mm -hmm. not feel good it's very important to incorporate like jumps and explosive movements when you do heavy weights so you can take it out to the field of course of course so so that's that's a key point that's a key point that I want to, you know, also have listeners focus on. I mean, like you said there, uh, the most we're in the gym to become better footballers, to become better on the pitch. You know, we're not in the gym to become better squatters, to become better deadlifters. We're there to use that strength that we have and transfer it to the pitch. You know, like you said, doing a, doing a heavy strength movement paired with an explosive movement is one of the best ways to transfer the force that you develop in the gym onto the pitch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and our physio is, is, is very good and he, he has a lot of experience. He has a lot of Premier League and other pro players that comes to him to do the rehab or physical training. So so he, he knows what he's doing. And and uh, yeah, so we, we work hard in the gym. And uh, after that, we, we go, we undress. And uh, a lot of the times we do... Uh, ice bath or other recovery methods for me personally i i love the ice bath for i feel mm-hmm. so good when i do it so mm-hmm. it, it's up to to everyone to do what they feel is good and for me ice bath is very good for recovery uh, i feel good and then that's why i do it mm-hmm. uh, and after i've done that i take a hot shower and i i leave i leave for home mm-hmm. what time are you usually done for the day 
Uh, when we do double sessions, normally I'm done around four. Sounds good, man. PM, so it's from eight to four. Okay, and just uh, just to touch on the nutrition bit. Um, so you said you're eat, you're eating breakfast and lunch with the team. Yeah. So what do you usually eat for breakfast, and what do you usually eat for lunch? You just give the listeners some details. I'm gonna. I, I wake up first at seven thirty because mm-hmm. it's very important to wake up like a long time before you train so your body's mm-hmm. awake so i don't want to go up like eight and rush to to breakfast i want to get up a little bit earlier relax mm-hmm. and so so i'm i'm good to go when i get there i usually also wa- walk to the arena which takes 15 minutes so i so i get you know wake so i wake up mm-hmm. uh, so what i do i wake up 7 30 i go and i I pour uh, a glass of water up, I drink it up, and then I pour another one up, and then I squeeze a lemon in it, and mm-hmm. I take one-third teaspoon of Himalaya salt in it as well. Mm-hmm. And then I drink it with my with my vitamins and minerals. I take, um, for breakfast, I take uh, vitamin B complex, mm-hmm. multivitamin, and uh, vitamin D3 plus K2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I take creatine as well now in preseason. Great stuff. And and then I go to the to the breakfast. I eat uh, two like brown, very healthy sandwiches mm-hmm. with uh, with two eggs, so one egg on each. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I eat oatmeal with uh, cinnamon and banana and uh, a coffee. And of course, I drink a lot of water as well before practice uh, great stuff so that's what i eat for breakfast normally and then uh, during training during the first sesh i i drink eaa which is like amino acids mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, for lunch usually for lunch i'm super hungry like sometimes we do double sessions before lunch so we're done in, like early and then I'm super hungry. So then we have like quality buffet places here in Sweden, uh, which is, they serve different type of food. And there I try to eat uh, as healthy as possible, but I, I feel like I need a lot of food for lunch. So mm-hmm. that's why I like to go to buffets. But normally I eat like one and a half plate. And the first plate I I take half uh, with different types of salads. Mm-hmm. and one-fourth of good carbs and one-fourth of good protein. And then the second round, I I, I just take a little bit more of what I liked uh, yeah, to pull myself up good. And then I I drink the Rick Fit smoothie for uh, <laughs> in the afternoon as like an in-between meal. And I'm sure you can find the receipt on, on your Instagram and everywhere, right? Yeah, of course. If they want to see it. Just made so, a just made a YouTube video on it. Started Rick Fit cooking channel, so they gotta subscribe. So of course, do that. It's his cooking is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that that smoothie I actually really like. Uh, so they can see what's in it there, and it's it's very energizing, I think, and mm-hmm. it has so much in it, like so much good stuff for the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I drink that in between lunch and dinner, and then I usually eat like a, a late dinner uh, and then I try to cook and because it, it's always better to cook. Uh, I eat uh, buffet during lunch because I'm super hungry during lunch, but during night after that smoothie, I'm not super hungry. So then I just try to cook 
one plate of like super healthy stuff. Mm-hmm. Normally I cook, for example, broccoli with uh, chicken and sweet potatoes. That's mm-hmm. typical dinner for me. And then I try to cut the sauce. I The only sauce that I that I eat is this sriracha chili sauce, which has like almost no calories, no fat. It's super for good. Sure. Uh, for sure. So that's basically what I eat. And then I try to eat a lot of like fruits also in between like right after our sessions i we have like cutted bananas and oranges which i eat uh, to so i i try to keep myself energized uh, throughout the day Mm -hmm. Uh, sounds like that nutrition is pretty dialed in my nutrition is very dialed in and uh, (laughs) like i since i came here i i've not eaten anything like unhealthy if if i'm Mm -hmm. if i want a snack or something i I buy this linskaker, it's called in, in Sweden. I don't know the English word for it, but it's mm-hmm. like healthy, healthy, like, I don't know what it is, but it's a lot of protein in them. And then I, I take some hummus on them. Mm-hmm. Hummus. Uh, some hummus, some, some <laughs> nice hummus. It's not as good as in Israel, though. But it's, it's, yeah. We have some decent hummus here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah that, that's my nutrition. And I feel... I feel good with this nutrition and I think it's, it's key for performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talked about this the other day. Um, you know, how do you like, since you've kind of changed your diet and made it even more dialed in, what are, what are the, like the differences that you've seen uh, in your body and, and how you've felt um, since you've changed it? The most important thing is that uh, first of all, of course, I see like, my body's getting fucking shredded. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. To be honest now, it's, it's more <laughs> shredded than ever. And, you know, that brings confidence, which is... Yeah, for good. the things. For sure, for the things and for, yeah, for everyone, for yourself. And, and you feel mm-hmm. stronger, you know, on the pitch. And of course. So, so first of all, it's that. And second of all, like with this nutrition that I have now, I, I can handle the, the tough low that we that we put on ourselves during this preseason, and especially when, when, when we train this hard, it's super important to like feel energized and also for, for your body to, to recover and to, to feel good. It's, it's key. So, so I just feel that I, with this nutrition can handle the load that we put on ourselves right now. Uh, of course. And, that, and that's enough for me to, to keep going with it and to keep being dialed in. Mm-hmm. Of course. And I think a key to point out there, what I always talk about with people is, first of all, the reason we're eating well, the reason we're dialed in with our nutrition is because we want to perform well. Um, and I think you said this the other day, and I think one of the keys for me is when I'm eating cleanly, I feel so much better. You know, you don't feel heavy. You don't feel tired. You don't feel sluggish. So when you have these two a days, you have that motivation and that that drive and that that energy to, to give it your all and to p- perform your best and something that um, I haven't talked a lot about. I mean, we talked about it in the beginning, the, the thing with consistency, but also if you're consistent with your nutrition, you're going to be consistent with your training because you're going to feel better and you're going to want to train. I, I know I'm sure a lot of listeners have eaten a crappy meal and afterwards you just want to sit on the couch which obviously, you know, once in a while, it's fine. But if you really want to get to the next level, those little marginal differences are really what's going to take you to the next level, getting in yeah. that extra one or two sessions a week. 
And that could just have to do with your nutrition. For sure. I, I totally agree. Like, like obviously once in a while you need to like have a crap meal or have like a chill day in the sofa in front of Netflix, but that's when you really deserve it. You can take it. And exactly. to be able to deserve it, you need to be dialed in the other days and train hard so that you, you really deserve it because that sometimes it can be good for you to just relax, but then you need to be dialed in the other days. So you really deserve it. And that's the most important part. Like, like some people, they, they eat bad food and they relax too much. And that's when it's not good for you. And the, like for me, like I love to relax sometimes, but when I relax, I make sure I deserve it. And that's mm-hmm. very important. Absolutely. That's key. Earn, earn that relaxation. Exactly. And then one more thing I want to touch on, which I think is important. And you said, and I've talked about before, you know, we're not, you know, obviously if you're training hard, you're training well, you're eating well, you're taking your care of your body in terms of sleep, ice bath, foam rolling, stretching, other forms of recovery, you're going to automatically look better. Um, so the reason we're training is not to look better, but after you are dialed in with all those good habits, those looks just come as a natural side effect. And I think that's something that's very important and very, an additional piece of motivation. Uh, you know, obviously we're not bodybuilders. We don't need to have a perfect physique. Um, but like you said, man, and I think it's huge, even if, you know, so, for example, you put on your jersey, you go out to the pitch, and like you said, you look good in your jersey, you feel strong, you feel good, you'll automatically perform better just because of that confidence and that self-esteem boost. Uh, it might not necessarily, you know, it might not necessarily translate to being better on the pitch, but it'll give you more confidence on the pitch, which will make you better on the pitch because you'll have more confidence uh, when going into tackles, when taking players on 1v1 if you're an attacker, when going in to win tackles as a defender, you'll just feel better and more confident on the pitch. You'll, you'll want to take more risks, you know, try to ping balls through lines, things like that. Um, and I think that's something that's kind of underlooked sometimes. So, you know, obviously doing bicep curls in the gym, that doesn't directly translate to, to you know, being a better footballer. But if, if you know, you go onto the pitch and your sleeves are tighter on your arms you feel strong, you know, maybe it'll give you that extra confidence boost. For sure. I totally agree. Like, and if you, if you don't feel good and if you feel unfit, you will hesitate on the pitch also. Exactly. That's never good. Uh, so, yeah, what you, what you say there is, is very important and I, I totally agree with everything. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, if you can, um, if we could just do a quick comparison of that completely, you know, unbelievable professional day, uh, actually, oh, I, I wanted to ask you one more thing before we hop on to uh, the comparative the knee shopping, just because um, I like to give as much detail as possible to listeners, give as much practical advice for them to take directly into their life. Can you just give us like a um, like a typical if you want to do off season or in season, because I know they gave you a, a nice off season training session. If you could just give us like a one of the workouts that you really enjoyed the most like all the sets and all the reps and the exercises. So maybe our listeners can get a, you know, a pen and paper and write this stuff down. So it could, it could be useful uh, right away into their daily life. I think that'd be, you know, awesome. For sure. You, you mean like a, a gym exercise? 
Yeah, like a gym session. Like, you know, if you go over, you know, what you did first, you know, the sets and the reps and then. Ah, uh, of course. Yeah, till the course. end. Of course. Like, I would say, like, the what you would do is, like, in season, you would, it's important to maintain the strength. So mm -hmm. what you build up in the off season, you should maintain in the season. So you need to continue doing what you did in the off season, but maybe take mm -hmm. down the load a little bit because For you sure. will have a lot of games and you need to be fresh to perform in the games, but you mm -hmm. need to maintain the strength. But so, so we go through what, what I did now in the off season and then uh, you will know what to do in the season, but you just take the load down. Uh, mm -hmm. So so in the off season, like straight away after, we had like qualification game last year with Umeå in Division One, where uh, which we won. So we actually qualified with Umeå to Subretan also, which I'm very happy about. Before I yeah, and that's uh, that's something we want to also congratulate you on. I mean, uh, making that that shift from knee shopping to Umeå and taking the team, you know, helping the team to Subretan, uh, probably one of your best memories. Yeah, for sure. It was a great year and, and, and personally my, my best season so far in my career, for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. So that, that was great. So, so straight after the last game, which we had uh, in the middle of November, I had one off week. But that doesn't mean like that I just chilled for one week. Uh, I, I went to the gym uh, four or five times. I chilled like two or three times that week, just totally chilled. And four mm -hmm. or five times I did just mobility and, and recovery to, to get my, my body good again. Uh, mm -hmm. And after that week, I, I started to, to do a gym program, uh, which was very, very, like, not super heavy, but I tried to focus on volume to get my, my muscles bigger and, mm -hmm. and focus on that. So I did the squats, I did the deadlifts, I did uh, uh, a lot of like those like exercises with a lot of volume. So I did 10 times three on every exercise. And mm -hmm. I did a, a lot of leg exercises. So legs I did two times per week. I mm -hmm. did, I hit upper two times per week and I hit core once per week. Mm -hmm. And those exercises that I did, it's, it's like, it's nothing new. It's like basic exercises and uh, like squats, deadlifts. Uh, I did, what did I do for legs more? I did, uh, yeah, just did like the... uh, hamstring curls. Mm -hmm. uh, do you remember what I did more? Uh, yeah, those step ups with the knee drive. Exactly. Step up. Walking knee lunges. Drive. Exactly. Uh, and I did hip thrust as well. And I did a lot of, volume so 10 times three and that's important do 10 times three the first month of the off season mm -hmm. uh, those hip the, those hip thrusts were those for the field or for the things <laughs> <laughs> it's very important both on the field and on the beach here in Tulesan to have a good butt so <laughs> girls they appreciate a good butt as well of course the man, listeners of course. it's interesting uh, for sure Really? I'm sure the girls, the, the listeners, the, which is girls, they can agree. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and then for upper, I did the bench press. I did a lot of uh, uh, shoulders. Uh -huh. And I did, uh, I, I don't know every English word for it, but uh, I did chins, I did dips, a lot of volume. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, yeah, yes. I, I'm, the listeners can find like 
all the exercises on your pages. Like, mm-hmm. if they want to find leg exercises, they can find thousands on them on your Instagram. It's it's For not sure. so, like, it doesn't matter. It's not a secret. Exactly, it's not a secret. Just do the just do leg exercises that hits your legs, and do a lot of volume, ten times mm-hmm. three approximately. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so you do I did court one times per week uh, upper two times per week legs two times per week mm-hmm. uh, for uh, one month and then after that I did more explosive so after that it's important you can do the, se- the same exercises but you need to to do it uh, you put the weights down a little bit and you do more explosive and a little bit fewer reps as well and focus mm-hmm. on going slowly down and fast up with with power mm-hmm. and uh, they can also incorporate jumps so for example the squats i did very heavy in the first mm-hmm. part of the off season very heavy and very uh, many reps and and after that month i did i put on lower weights and i did fewer reps but i did it very explosive and also i, I started mm-hmm. to jump with the weight so i went mm-hmm. down and then I jumped up and down, jumped up. So they need to incorporate jumps um, when it starts to getting to the end of the off season, uh, so they mm-hmm. can get the explosiveness out on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first, you 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 put on on some weight, some some volume. You get you get bigger. You 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 feel heavy but strong, and then mm-hmm. you 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 make that muscle. You 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 grow. You make those muscles explosive. And then you feel so strong on the pitch. So, so right now we, when I train with the team, uh, we train a lot of very intense on the field football, and then in the mm-hmm. gym we do a lot of explosive movements. So, so now it's we focus a lot of explosiveness and uh, and uh, trying to be as uh, as powerful as possible. Of course, of course, and uh, thanks for those details and uh, just just a little insight for the listeners. Um, and you could chime in a little. I mean, I, I remember you told me, you know, Halmstad flew you out uh, two or three times to get you assessed by the physio to see where, like you said, you know, your hips were tight, where the uh, imbalances were within the body um, before starting the program. Because like yeah. we spoke about and I talk about all the time, uh, before you start a program, you got to see where your imbalances are, where you lack mobility where you lack motion in certain joints and muscles because there's no point of strengthening a muscle group uh if you can't get into the right position exactly so so that's i want to actually uh, fill in a little bit there uh for me like like you said even if you're not at a professional level you need to make yourself professional and and act Mm -hmm. professional so Mm -hmm. for example before i got to this level i I talked a lot with you and, and we, we, we saw where my weaknesses were and, and we, we move, we like tried to, to fix those things. And I, mm-hmm. I did that on my own with, with your help Mo, uh, mm-hmm. very much. And, and now when I got to the professional level, I, I get that help from the club. Uh, mm-hmm. But the important thing is that even if the listeners are not professional, they need to, to get that help, professional mm-hmm. help, to see mm-hmm. where they they lack mm-hmm. so they can get like a, a program for them so so they can get stronger where they are weak so mm-hmm. so it's 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 like you said like even if even if you're not professional right now you need to act professional and, and you need exactly. to to see what you can do right now to 
to to be as professional as possible because that will take you to a professional level. So what'd you say? Yeah, so so I missed out after professional. As yeah, possible. you need to be like uh, as professional as possible, even if you're not at a professional level right now, because that is uh, what will get you to a professional level. Cut out again, bro. As professional as possible, you just got to create that environment. Yeah, exactly. You got to create it for yourself, even if you're not at that level right now. If you if you create it for yourself, you will uh, eventually get uh, to that like professional level if it's with a team or, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like you said, you know, if you don't have all those resources, there are people that you can reach out to, uh, you know, people in your area, people online that, that can help move your needle, move the needle forward. Um, exactly. You know, like you said, I mean, I think it's key that um, you take your training a, a, as a process. Uh, and like we said from the beginning, you don't rush it. Like the way Halmstad did it is, is, is very professional. You know, they assess your movement first. They see where the imbalances are. They have you work on extra mobility to have you lengthen those joints and create some space in the, in the, uh, to help you lengthen the muscles and then create space in the joints and the muscles to increase the strength. Exactly. Uh, and then go through a hypertrophy phase in the beginning, um, when you're not playing because hypertrophy sessions, like you said, it's a lot of volume. It's going to make you sore, but like you said, it builds bigger muscles. When you start to build bigger muscles, you can, um, you can sustain more load. Um, so obviously you're going through preseason right now, you're able to handle the load more because you went through that first phase of hypertrophy. And then obviously about a month before preseason, like you said, you're going into more strength and explosive base movements to really, you know, transfer that to the pitch. And I think all the listeners should um, take into account that there are many phases to training. Usually there are four phases. Um, I, I'd say first is, you know, like, like you guys did, you look, you look for the imbalances, you create balance throughout the body, make it as symmetrical as possible you're never going to be a symmetrical human, but you try to make it. Then the second is, like you said, you take yourself through a hypertrophy phase. You gain some muscle mass. After that, you go into more of a maximal strength phase, which could be a third phase. And the fourth phase is a power phase. And, you know, like you said, once you develop that and through the off season, when you're in season, you just you kind of half the volume. You do you do similar exercise, like you said but with lower volume to maintain what you did in the off season. Exactly. That's a very good summary right there. For sure, man. Um, yeah. I also wanted to ask you, I mean, you told us you took a couple supplements. How do you, uh, do you feel? Cause I get this question a lot in, in DMS. How do you feel since taking supplements? Do you feel any difference? Like <clears throat> I feel more, more energized. I don't know if it's, if it's a bit in, in my head, you know, it's a, it's mm -hmm. a, it's a psychological part of it as well. But mm -hmm, of course. as I see it, like if I can get 1% better with them, yes. it, it's worth it. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yes. Key so point. 
everything that can make me a little better, it's worth it. So I don't care if I spend 200 bucks on it. Like, of course, it's like I don't make millions, but for me, it's it's very important to, to do things that can make me better. Even if it's 1%, it's worth it, you know? Of course, so, of course. So I feel good with it, but it's, it's uh, like we always talk about, like do people should do what they feel good about. Like if they don't think it's worth it, it's not worth it. But for me, it's very important to do everything I can. And, and uh, for me, I think it's helping me. So, so that's why mm-hmm. I take it. Yeah, no, that's a key point, And I want to bold that statement for listeners. Like the man just said, you know, he, if it can get him 1% better, that investment is worth it. Like, like he said, maybe he doesn't see it right away, but in the long run, that investment's going to pay off big time. For sure. Um, yeah, c- kind of for the last topic, I want to cover re- uh, a little bit of recovery. I mean, you talked about ice baths, things like that. Uh, I think the most important uh, form of recovery, and I- I'm sure you agree, I know you've been dialed in on this for a while, is sleep. Oh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, if you could tell us what time you usually go to sleep, uh, if you have any kind of, you know, nighttime routine that you do, uh, it would be definitely helpful for the listeners and, and the other um, athletes l- looking to get to the next level to really start to focus in on, on, on sleep. Sleep is so important. Like there is so much uh, like facts on sleep, how important it is, and ex- especially for us athletes. Like, for example, if, if you don't sleep good, you will feel you have so you don't have the energy to train first mm-hmm. of all mm-hmm. and second of all when you don't have the energy you your body will think that you need so much more mm-hmm. food because it needs more energy and that's when mm-hmm. you start eating bad so if you sleep bad mm-hmm. that will make everything bad like your your whole routine will be bad so the sleep mm-hmm. is 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 key so so mm-hmm. what i do is that i I drink a good cup of tea with a little bit of honey, like 30 mm-hmm. minutes before I'm going to sleep. And then uh, I make sure I, I turn my phone off. I turn mm-hmm. everything off. I make it black in my room. And I sleep, uh, I try to go to sleep uh, around 10.30. And then I wake up 7.30. So that almost nine hours of sleep. So if if you don't sleep more than eight hours, it's a catastrophe. So... Uh, it's a disaster you need to sleep at least eight hours and it but it it's always it's different from people to people for me i, I need approximately nine hours to feel good mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. people need eight some people need ten so so they gotta like feel what they need uh, and 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 i'm sure everyone knows how much they need uh, mm-hmm. but a- at least eight hours i would say uh, less than that is never good as an mm-hmm. athlete Mm-hmm. And also, I think a lot of listeners, they got to make sure that the tings don't screw up their rhythms, you know? Super important, man. <laughs> if, you, if you have a, a ting over, make sure she comes early and leaves early. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's the best quote of the episode, dude. Right there. Bro, bro like, like, performance is everything. Like, of course. If, like of course it's nice to hang out with with girls and and you you need to do it and yeah and uh, but you can't like get them fuck up your your rhythm and of course if if, <laughs> if if a girl fucks up your rhythm she's not right for you if you're a professional yes. athlete so, thank you no major k so 
of course there are very good girls out there but but find one that that's in that's that's like that knows you and are 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 mm-hmm. with you in this yeah and she she knows she knows the the reality of the journey and and she and honestly if she if she's right for you and she's a good girl she will and she really does like you or love you she will respect and and really like the discipline that you have to make sure. yourself better on and off the sure. field the most important um, thing is to be be yourself and and be focused in in what you want to do and then mm-hmm. If she's right, she she's she's in. If she's if she's not the right one, she she's not the right one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and also for people listening to this podcast, probably you know it, we mentioned this stuff, and they say, "Oh, this is supposed to be a professional podcast," this and this and that. It is a professional podcast, and that's the reason we're talking about this. You know, both of us we're very transparent. Uh, there's no point of hiding things on a podcast when we're trying to help as many people get better. And we're not trying to make a bad image or push anything bad on people. We're just telling the truth because you're going to get involved with women. And honestly, it, women can break, make or break your career. That's, that's, that's true, man. I swear. A lot of, a lot of people, they stop playing football because, because of girls and because of like bad habits going to to parties to meet nice girls and stuff and and it's like you said Eric like it's a like it, relationships are a part of 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 our nature yeah uh, we need them so for sure so but it's important to keep focused and to to find the ones that that want to help you and that really likes you and likes you because you are the one you are and and because you want to do the things you do. So it's easy as that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and we've talked about it before that, you know, we've both been with girls that have tried to help hold us back uh, from training and doing the extra stuff. And at the end of the day, it, it fizzled out and it didn't work and it was meant to be. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, man. Uh, any other methods that you, that you do to help your body recover besides, you know, uh, ice baths, um, focus on sleep, focus on nutrition. I know you talked about that mobility. Do you try to get some stretching in throughout the day or how do you look at that now since you're in season? I do uh, stretching. Like we incorporate like the mobility in the activation in the team. So (laughs) I think that that is very good for, for activation, but also as, uh, as recovery, because then you, you get your blood flowing and, and it's good for your body. But also mm-hmm. sometimes when I when I feel sore, I I hop on my foam roller, and mm-hmm. uh, there's there's different like sayings about it too. So some like mm-hmm. it, some not. But the like key factor is to do what you feel good about. Of course, like, there's people that hates ice bath, but but mm-hmm. I like it. So of course, y- just do like like find different recovery methods and do what you think is good uh, for yourself. Of course, absolutely. Yeah, man, we're getting towards the end of the conversation. Got two two more questions for you. Um, the first one is, if you could go back to yourself at any age you wanted to and give yourself a little bit of the wisdom that you have today at 23, what age would you choose and what would you say to yourself? That's a very good question. I would, I would go back to um, – I wouldn't go back too, too far because uh, – when you're very young, it's all about love for the game and to to mm-hmm. find it. 
friends and have fun. But maybe I would go back to yeah. 13, 14, around, you hear me now? Yeah, I would go back maybe to 13, 14, because uh, that's the age when it's very important to to like focus on on everything mm-hmm. around the football like we've been talking about like the nutrition and sleep and and everything and i would go back to that age because in that age also you can you can start going to the gym and you can you can start mm-hmm. like learning about everything around just playing football uh, so i would go back to to that age and tell myself to yeah i would i would like say those stuff that we've been talking about in the podcast uh, i think what we have been talking about is super important for for especially younger mm-hmm. players that wants to to develop and be their best self uh, and, and and basically I, I would just say the things we've been discussing now and 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 learn my younger self uh, for sure, man. For I know sure today about uh, and then we'll, we'll end off with um you know the biggest question of all i think we've answered all this question multiple times but Maybe some people got, got sidetracked. Uh, they were texting other people while listening to the podcast. Uh, if we could just give them a quick gist. Um, and and you're, from, coming from you, from your heart, if you could offer three pieces of advice to a young footballer or anyone else who's looking to become a pro and get to the next level, what would those three pieces of advice be? Um. First of all, uh, never, never like uh, let mm-hmm. anyone else like say what you're gonna do. Do do yourself and do what you believe in and what you want to do, uh, and be happy about mm-hmm. that. Be proud about that, and and be focused about that. That's number one. Um, number two is to still enjoy life to be focused but see other stuff as well like there is so much other stuff to do and don't be yes. like yeah great too, like militant if you say it mm-hmm. like that like like enjoy stuff the stuff you can you can go in and you can go to a party once in a while but mm-hmm. but make sure you you're dialed in the just day like after, we talked about with the nutrition but, but enjoy yourself and 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 make sure Exactly, it's it's super important to to be dialed in, but but also enjoy yourself because th- course, that will make you happy. Because that. you can't be too strict; it's not good for you. Uh, exactly, and then the third thing is to make sure you you take care of your 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 good mm-hmm. contacts and your 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 really good friends. Uh, make sure for you sure. you reach out to them once in a while or. Like like wherever you are, you need to to keep the the ones that you really like around you and 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 keep a good relationship yeah. with no, them. No, you're absolutely right. We're I nothing mean, without. I think that's one of the most important part parts of the podcast that people need to really um, focus on. And, and sometimes people forget when they're very very focused. You know, you gotta like you said, man. You gotta keep you know three to five friends and good people around you because you know when you need something if you're down or even when you you know obviously you you always want to keep in contact because the energy of of both of you you know if you have a girl or a guy whatever it is really um fuels you and uh really keeps you motivated keeps you disciplined and 
you can always help each other out. And um, I think there's such a huge value, you know, even though I'm in Israel, you're in Sweden. Uh, I got friends all over the world. You got friends all over the world, keeping those contacts and just having a, a 15 to 20 minute conversation can really change your day, change your mind, change your mood. Of course, sure. Like it's you and me when we talk to each other. After I've spoken to you, I feel absolutely like very motivated and, and we're on the same path. So we do the same stuff. So we motivate each other. And that's so important to, to have others that do the same thing. So you don't feel lonely about it because it can be very boring if you, if you feel man. lonely. About but yeah, man, do. let's end on that. On that. And uh, we'd like to thank you so much for coming on and, uh, this is only the start for you, man. I know it's going to be big time. Uh, like we talked about, keep doing what you're doing. Stay disciplined and, and focused and dialed in. And I know big things are coming. If people want to follow you, you know, Thank on you, Instagram, it was a pleasure. Uh, what's the handle? I'll drop it in the comments and uh, I'm sure they'll reach out. For sure. They can they can follow me everywhere on all social media and just ask me questions if they want to. I'm I'm happy to answer. And okay. uh, you Sounds can just good. write my, my username. All right, brother. Sounds so good. Enjoy the rest of your night. We'll talk soon. Okay. Uh, peace, homie. You too, brother. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in to the 40th episode of the Footballer's Journey podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. I know I took a lot of info out of it, even though I speak to the man at least once or twice per week. I learned something new. I'm sure he learned something new. It's just so great to talk to great people, great friends, and just build great relationships throughout this game, throughout this beautiful game. If you want to reach out to Kroon on Instagram or Twitter, his handle on Instagram is at K-R-O-O-3-N's. So it's K-R-2-O-3-N's Kroon on Instagram. On Twitter, if you want to reach out to him, it's at Kroon, K-R-O-O-N underscore Samuel. I'm sure he'll be happy to answer your questions. If you have any, just drop him a line. Once again, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, I would really, really, really appreciate it. And I want to emphasize really, if you can go to the iTunes app store or wherever this podcast is published where you're listening and just give it a review, I would really appreciate it because I want to spread these good vibes. I want to spread this knowledge to people all around the world. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of the week. As always, hit me up if you have questions. Have a good one.